Hi there, and welcome to Tending the Vine, a trellis counselling podcast. My name's Camille, and I am very excited to be here. Um, it's our very first episode, and we're excited about this, excited about this as an opportunity to share um, some of the resources and knowledge that we have here at Trellis um, and as a way that can serve and hopefully bless those in the community around us, those of you who are listening. Um, there's a lot of things going on in our lives and a lot of things going on in the lives of those around us and I really pray that in this format we can be a blessing so that those of us who are struggling, those of us who are hurting can be encouraged and those of us who are supporting the, the hurting people can be equipped to better support or to just continue to support, not necessarily better, but just to continue to support those in their lives. As we go through all of these things and look at all these different things relating to our mental health, relating to our emotional health, with Tending the Vine, we will be looking at all of these things with a very strong biblical framework. We believe it's so important to look at all areas of our lives through the lens of scripture. This is something I think we say and profess as Reformed believers because we know the importance of not just being a Sunday Christian and we really say things that we really say how much it is necessary to to live out our faith throughout the week and that's also how that relates to how we live out of our faith how we live out of scripture and what God tells us his promises and his commands for us in every area of our life this is not just relating to church specific matters or faith specific matters but scripture has a relevance and a importance in all areas of our life and here at Trellis, here with Tending the Vine, we really want to highlight the importance and take the time to pull apart the importance of scripture when it comes to our mental, emotional, relational health. Um, we really want to take the time to look at all of these things with the lens of scripture or a biblical framework for understanding. Um, this is not a this, this verse fits this situation kind of thing or this is what what's going on from by, from the scripture and this is what the Bible says about this. Not in a very like reductionistic kind of way but much more understanding the themes of scripture, understanding what God says about who we are, um, about who he's created us to be, about how sin has corrupted all of that and what that means for the brokenness of ourselves and the brokenness of the people around us and how that plays out in our relationships with each other. When we really take the time to study the Bible, when we really take the time to grow as children of God, to grow in our relationship with God, 
we learn to see more and more how much scripture speaks into the struggles that we face, how much scripture really does speak into the mess in our lives, but also as we grow in this, as we grow in our relationship with God, we also learn more about ourselves um, because we are created in God's image and we learn more about God through our study of scripture. So then we learn more about ourselves. And as we do so, we really learn to see that we, we're complex people. We have so much going on. I have so much going on inside of me and you have so much going on inside of you. And, and sometimes these things also, they really bump into each other. And that means there's something complex and really hard to understand going on in between us. And, but this is, this is human humanity. This is what it means to be living as a, as a person in a broken world. And that's what scripture really says to us. And that framework is then the framework of how we look at everything that's going on when it comes to all areas of life, but specifically in this context of of trellis counselling and mental health, that's the framework that we use to look at our mental health or our emotions and our relationships. That's the framework for learning more about our psychology and all of those things that are going on for us. As we continue more today, I'm going to take some time to go deeper into this framework in the context of the church. Now, as I speak about the church, I am referring, like specific structures in the church, that is, um, I am referring to the free reformed churches because Trellis Counselling is an organisation set up specifically to support the mental health and the emotional or relational needs of people in the free reform community in Western Australia, um, specifically around Perth. This doesn't mean that what we're talking about is not of help or, or support for anyone outside of those contexts but I just wanted to provide some orientation for some of the structures that we might be speaking of perhaps not in today's episode but as we continue forward as well that you know the some of those specific structures are specific for the free from community and that's because we are set up to support the free reform community now, I'm going to, as I said before, take some time to talk about the church. God has given us a beautiful gift in the church. And the church is the place where growth happens, where healing and happens, where healing from some of our emotional struggles happens or when where healing in relationship happens, where restoration happens. Our growth and our, the change in our lives, even as we grow as children of God, it doesn't happen in isolation. It happens as we live in relationship with each other. It happens in that context, in the context of our relationship. It happens in the body of Christ. And that is what the, especially the New Testament is so full of as 
the different letters and even as Jesus speaks about how we are to live, it's always how we are to live with each other. Um, He's speaking about our relationship with God, of course, but he also they also spend so much time speaking about how that relationship plays out in the relationships that we have with one another. You know, we love because God first loved us, as that says in 1 John chapter 4. We know what love is because we have seen the love of God and that love isn't just a conceptual thing as we read our our bibles we see these commands to love one another they are commands to to bear one another's burdens to build one another up they're commands to encourage one another to support one another to um even commands to to i can't think of them right now i have a list (laughs) And there's so many different commands to instruct each other, to help each other. Um, There's commands to weep with those who weep and to rejoice with those who rejoice. And so much of the time in in, in Scripture, we are commanded to, to love each other in very specific ways, in in very tangible ways. And each time, especially in, in the letters of the New Testament, each time that we are told, instructed on how to, to live with each other, it follows a, it, it comes after a passage that tells us what God, what Christ has done for us. So because of how we have been loved, because of the love that Jesus has poured out for us on the cross, and because of what this means for our lives is how we live with each other. It's not only how we live in relationship with God, but it's so much more how we live in relationship with each other. Um, the New Testament especially is full of all of these one another commands, if we want to call them that. And I'm going to take some time to look at Colossians chapter 3, starting at verse 12, to pull this apart a little bit more, looking at though what this means for how we live with one another. And it comes directly after Paul speaking about what Christ has done for us, beginning of the chapters, chapter speaks, you know, if starts with, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is. And I'm going to move forward to verse 12. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called, in one body, and be thankful. 
Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. So this verse 12 starts with putting on compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness and patience. It's all things that we have to put on that have implications for how we live with one another. Humility is a reflection of our relationship with those around us. It's a quality that plays out in our relationships. The same with with patience and with kindness. They're all um, fruits of the spirit that are not for ourselves, but they're for other people. And it's so important to see that these commands for how we are to live are not commands only for how we are to live with God and how we are to live before God, but they are commands for how we are to live with each other, for how we are to live as the body of Christ. Verse 15 says, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, that peace that Christ brings, brings unity. It, it, it pulls us together and unites us as the one body of Christ. And Christ came for to bring peace, to bring restoration and to bring unity. And that come that plays out in the body of Christ. It's the body of Christ is an example of what that means. Because Christ came to He came to make things right. He came to Um, remove the brokenness of sin in our relationship with God and the brokenness of sin in our relationship with others. And that brokenness is also something that plays out in our lives individually when we face so many different struggles. And, And because of that, because of that restoration that we see in the body of Christ, that's what makes the church, the place where people come for healing, where it is what's make it's what makes the church a place where restoration and, and growth takes place um, so that it doesn't happen as somebody lives outside of that by themselves, but it, it becomes something that happens in in the context of, of fellow believers where we um, are building each other up, where we are encouraging each other and that we are helping each other to live before God more and more and more. And the way that we do that is not just by having close relationships or, or loving each other, but loving each other is always rooted in and flowing from the gospel and it also then that closeness comes from all of us having the gospel living um, in us and that's where we learn more and more to have these conversations that that are deep and meaningful the conversations about the things that are, are weighing and pressing on our hearts we we there's still a place for conversations about the weather or about sports or about the 
the things in our lives. But as we grow together, we also grow and have so many more conversations that, that move past all of those things and and get to the things that are real, the things that are meaningful and the things that are pressing on us. And um, it's in those things that we learn more and more than as as believers, we don't just talk about what those things are, but we learn more and more to connect those things with scripture. And that's where verse 16 comes in. And I would like to read that again. Um, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And that word of Christ is dwelling in us richly. And the more time we spend in our Bibles, the more time we spend in scripture, singing hymns and psalms and and just being busy with, with God, the more we are then able to wisely speak into the experiences of others um, and connect connect what scripture says and the promises of God and the hope and the healing that he has given us in his word. The more time we know what that is, we can connect it to to what's going on in someone's life. And that only comes with knowing what's going on in someone's life. But we connect the two together and, and we we never stop growing in that. No matter how mature a believer we are, no matter how well we love each other, we never stop growing. We never stop learning more about God and learning more about our neighbor. We never stop learning to love God more and learning to love our neighbor more and not separately but together. As we um, finish up this episode, I want to share with you a book called Biblical Counseling in the Church. It's a book that's edited by Bob Kellerman and it has lots of different chapters in it written by people who are busy in their church Um, working in ways to equip and support and love and encourage one another. And there's different chapters looking at different things. Some chapters are directed at pastors or ministers, others at elders. There's a few on conflict resolution, others on um, church discipline, and there's others even more on specific structures like small groups or Bible study and how you can really enrich those structures and things that are happening in your church so that biblical counselling is not something that's tacked on or annexed to a church, but it is something that every member of the church is busy with in different ways and it's something that then becomes the the whole church. The church isn't, not a, isn't a church that has biblical counselling it isn't a church that has biblical counselling, but it's a church that, like a church of biblical counselling, a church that just, that everybody does it. And I want to read a quote from one of the chapters in here that says, We believe that the church, when operating as Christ intended it to be, is the greatest treatment centre on earth. 
And that's such a powerful sentence. I um, underlined it the first time I read it and underlined it again the second time I read it because it's so powerful in showing us how much the church is the place that God has given us to to heal and to grow um, and doesn't happen anywhere else. Now, that is all we have time for today. But stay around for our next episode where I'm going to take some time to make it so much more tangible, so much more real of what this loving each other looks like, especially in the context of holding space and listening to each other so that we learn more about what's going on in the lives of the people around us. 